The first colonial governor of Massachusetts planted a pear tree in the 1600s. It's now believed to be the oldest cultivated fruit tree in the Americas, with an endearing history. And it's tucked away behind a hospital in northeast Massachusetts. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. And to celebrate spring, we're going on a detour with stories about things we grow. Flowers, trees, herbs, fruits, and vegetables. And we start with the Endicott pear tree. It's rooted on what is now the grounds of a hospital run by Mass General Brigham in Danvers, Massachusetts. It's locked behind iron gates to keep out vandals. Metal bolts hold the trunk in place, and wires and cables secure some of the branches. It's amazing. I just feel like I'm looking at like so much work going into keeping this tree going. Yeah, it's a constant thing. We're here at least six to 12 times a year. Rich Grant is an arborist who helps the hospital care for the tree. And all the branches, they all tell a different story. He runs his hands along the dark, gnarled branches. They're rotted in places. Don't worry, that's normal. Where it's rotted, it has moss, the buds, the lichens growing off the side of it. It's late March, just after a good rain, and tiny buds just showed up along the branches a few days ago. Yeah, you can see the buds on the pear swelling up, you know, and they're... The, the fuzzy buds, which are mostly the flowering buds, which produce fruit. So why spend so much energy to keep this tree alive? For one thing, it's 400 years old, and it's had a colorful history. The tree was planted in the 1630s by John Endicott. You could describe him as a quintessential Puritan. Historian Richard Trask says he was a pretty zealous one. He was what you wouldn't want to... <laughs> have as a judge or someone who was uh, opposite you. He was a very hard man who did not suffer fools gladly and was kind of known as a, a very crusty Puritan. Endicott was governor of the Massachusetts Bay Colony, off and on from its establishment in 1629 to his death more than 30 years later. He founded the city of Salem, later famous for its witch trials, and he led a violent raid on an indigenous village that started the Pequot War. The Puritans came over here for religious liberty, but it was <laughs> their religious liberties. Any time that there was any dispute between uh, natives and settlers, the settlers thought that they owned everything and the Indians were squatters. Endicott wrote a whole essay about why it was evil for men to have long hair. He called long-haired men ruffians. It might have been a little hypocritical. Every painting I can find of the guy shows him with a big mane of hair that flows down past his shoulders. And something else made Endicott stand out. He had a green thumb. He built a farm on 300 acres of land in what's now Danvers. Any settler at that time would establish a homestead which would have cultivated area, uplands, woodlots, and some kind of an orchard. He apparently was a little uh, more interested in agriculture than, say, the average settler. We're told that he established on his orchard farm a very large orchard of pears and apples. No one knows if the famous Endicott pear tree came from a seed or if it was grafted from another tree. But according to an account from one of Endicott's neighbors, he planted the tree with his children and declared... I hope the tree will love the soil of the old world, and no doubt when we have gone, the tree will still be alive. 
No one's sure what made this tree special enough to warrant a declaration, and the story may be apocryphal. But if it's true, Endicott got his wish. The tree outlived not just the rest of his orchard, but every other cultivated fruit tree in America. A local minister gave President John Adams some of its pears, and Adams planted some cuttings in his garden. An aging Henry Wadsworth Longfellow compared himself to the Endicott pear tree, someone getting on in years but who could still bear new fruit. I suppose the tree makes new wood every year so that some parts of it are always young. Perhaps this is the way with some men when they grow old. I hope it is so with me. And a poet named Lucy Larkham even wrote a poem about it for Arbor Day in 1890. It's called The Governor's Tree. Such a wonder you may see, for the patriarchal tree blossoms still, the living thought of good Governor Endicott. Fruit again this year to bear, honor to that brave old pear. That honor was clearly forgotten by the 1960s when vandals with hacksaws tore the tree apart. Only a six-foot stump remained. But historian Richard Trask says the tree grew back. It's an interesting tree that just doesn't want to give up the ghost. It's become an important symbol of heritage, strength, and resilience, and is actual living link between us and the 21st century and our founders back in the early 1600s. The Endicott pear tree is one of the only reminders now of Endicott's old farm. The Mass General Brigham Hospital in Danvers is now responsible for it and hires arborist Rich Grant to come once a month or so to do a routine inspection. You know, I just walk around quick just to make sure nothing is horribly wrong with it and knock on wood, nothing is. (laughs) Have you ever eaten one of these uh, pears? Yeah, they're very hard and crisp and a little bit tart. No, they don't taste particularly great. That's why in Endicott's time they were used mainly for tarts, pies, and in drinks. Hospital employees here once made Endicott pear margaritas for a party. But good luck getting your hands on one now. We've tried to pick them the last few years, but somebody's been stealing the pears. Yeah, the pears grow and they're just nipped off at the ends. I think it's an animal. A few hundred feet from the Endicott pear tree is another, much smaller pear tree. Hospital director Elena Sierra leads me over to it. So we're looking at a scion, a seven-year-old scion of the original Endicott pear tree. It's full of buds and branches. It's branching out, and it was a teeny tiny cutting of the tree when we first planted it in 2012. It grows in the hospital's healing garden, an area for patients to relax and spend time with nature. A big row of windows looks out at the garden from the hospital. These are the infusion bays for the cancer center, so patients are there for a half a day, several hours receiving their infusions, and they get to have the very best views, and we designed it as such, to have these beautiful views to help them in their care. What do you hope it does for them? How do you hope it helps them? I hope it helps them feel more peaceful and to relax and then to think of some of the beauty in our world and the patients, they are inspired by this. It's a great story about life and renewal and nature and power and endurance. Trees can potentially live for as long as there's someone to care for them. And there were many who have helped keep the Endicott pear tree alive as a symbol of endurance. Rich Grant, the arborist, 
hopes it will be around for many more generations, as will the new tree with its special DNA. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, on the road from New York to Boston. And next time, we'll go from a single fruit tree to a whole industry built on the back of one hardworking plant with an evocative name, Witch Hazel. Witch Hazel.